0: Welcome, BitPickers, to Series 2, Episode 3 of BitPicking, the software engineering podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Laura. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, Laura.
1: Hi, Mark. Yes. Oh, so
2: good. good.
1: Oh, got good. it the <laughs> It's
2: like a really elaborate paper-scissors stone, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> too, many,
1: too many permutations for my brain.
0: <laughs> Laura, what are we going to talk about this week?
1: So this week, um, I was really interested to learn a bit more about what makes a great team,
2: Yeah, Um, we also talk about colours and what type of colour are you?
0: And I reveal what kind of emails I've been receiving. Drums, please.
1: So I want to talk about what makes a great team. Maybe, in particular, how different... Parts of the team work together or collaborate? So UX and dev and design, how, how do we get them all collaborating? How do we um, find the best people for those roles as well?
2: What, what sort of stage of the team formation is this? Is this from scratch? Like you've In- just started a business and you're going from nothing? Or are you, are you thinking about um, that you've already got multiple teams but you want them to work more effectively?
1: I suppose for me it's been because I've worked in lots of different settings and it's never quite been perfect or you know not even near so it's just interesting so at the moment I don't work with a dev team I work with external dev teams perhaps but you know in-house how do you make it work because I've worked with in-house dev teams and it's always been a bit like the research has been behind and it's kind of yeah how does how does that work in you know where you've worked
0: uh the other angle to consider on that is uh what is a team yes because when we you know when you first mentioned about teams i'm thinking like a development team but clearly you know as you start talking now you're saying well there's, there's the team is ux and it's you know ui design and it's a product owner and it's all these kind of other things that mm-hmm. that go with it so uh, can we even nail down what a team is or should be <laughs> it's a very fluid thing isn't it these days
1: well, let's start with where you currently work. What what situations are you in?
2: So I'll describe mine first then. So we have a dev team um, that is split into three other teams. You're right, Mark, everything is a team. So
0: we, what, <laughs> yeah. what level of team yeah. are we talking about? Yeah.
2: Um, and then they're, they're basically around, um, I want to say specialism, but it's probably more focus because a lot of the developers could move around the teams. So we have an apps team we have a firmware team, and then we have um, like a, uh, an ARM team, so like an embedded team as well. Although actually I've described that sort of wrong. The firmware and the embedded team are sort of the same, but we have a Linux side and then a silicon side. Let's call it that. You know, So there's three separate software teams. Then we have a test team. Um, actually that's it. I, I started that like I was gonna list off another <laughs> 10 teams. Uh, then we have a separate test team. So let's say there's four. Four different teams right, okay. that operate independently,
1: and that's just development yes uh, yeah, okay,
2: so we don't call it that actually we call it r and d but yeah
1: um,
2: so th- so if you wanted to expand it even further, we then have the hardware side, so then we have electronics engineers, yeah. uh, mechanical engineers and mm-hmm. um, industrial designers, and they're all other teams as well, and yeah. each team has a as a leader, and then there's department heads, so there's a software. Um, head and a mechanical head and a Yeah. Wow. Well, and how there's yeah, only how three it? people <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you manage all those different people talking yeah. to each other? But if there's three, that's fine. That's easy. <laughs> well it is
2: um it is interesting because it is small. So actually these teams, um the biggest team is four people. Hmm. And within that you've got the you know the the members of the team, you then got a leader of that team, then A few of those teams then have a head of, and then you've got the entire R&D head as well. So it works because actually that's, I mean, this might insult people, but they're, they're on a day-to-day level, the titles don't really mean anything. Mm. But when you describe it, you know, you've got these multiple hierarchies, or you've got one hierarchy of multiple levels. But but day-to-day, everyone sits in the same office and they all talk to each other as they need to. Yeah you know so maybe i should have just said we've got one team
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but is it ever really i mean
0: you're thinking about what you're trying to get at in terms of growing and 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 forming teams and what makes them uh work well you know it's it's rare that an entire department works well Mm. together right i think you're very lucky if you kind of if you kind of have that so people form around something whether it's a particular specialism in what you know in, in the knowledge that they have or the the skill that they have or the project that they're pursuing um people are you know i think that there always tends to be some motivating factor for a team that kind of gels them together into they've all got a shared sense of purpose whatever it may mm. may be um so so what you say when you only got one team you know in reality you you have got those sub teams and you may even have teams that you maybe you have teams that you don't know that you have. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah, yeah. um, I'm trying to think cause I, I'm sure I saw some, um actually I'll tell you what um, this came from was I uh, visited some folks who were doing some machine learning and they were looking at um, org charts and they were looking at email flow and they, they had taken emails from an organization and what they were trying to do was, was kind of show who actually collaborated with each other and it was rarely I'd say really, it wasn't really. Really It it, it, it wasn't like this team always collaborate. It's like, well, actually, these three people over here always collaborate. They're not really related in in any way, but they always get things, some things done together. Maybe they're sending each other cat pictures. I I don't (laughs) know.
2: um, Well, um, yeah, one of my related to that is um, Slack. At the end of every week, I was going to
1: say that. Yeah,
2: they send this email that says how many interactions there's been on on your workspace. And it tells you how many DMs there's been, direct messages. Yes. And it's every team I've been in, the DMs has been above 80%. Like yeah, th- yeah. thousands
1: of messages. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a platform that's meant to try and avoid email, yeah. because email is pointed at individuals, Yes, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's meant to yeah. be open, but people's behaviours are... I'm I'm too nervous or I'm too scared or whatever yeah. to post this publicly. So I'm just going to talk to someone. And, <laughs> and, and, and
0: on, a, yeah. on a on a related note, sorry I digress slightly, but <laughs> I remember when when we used Slack before and we we weren't paying for it um, and there was a limit on the amount of files you yes, could store. Yeah. But but you couldn't access other people's private channels to delete their their files. But n- <laughs> really? like it was like the iceberg, you know, it would say <laughs> you've used up your whatever it was, 50 gigabyte <laughs> limit. Yeah but actually only two gigabytes would be in public channels that you could actually go and delete as an admin. And the rest was just cat pictures. You're sending funny GIFs to each other, yeah. You just have to send out a mail saying, please, can you delete all your files at your private channels because we've run out of space. (laughs) Maybe we should have just paid for it, but, you know.
1: (laughs) I had this really funny situation recently where I was working with a a really large external organisation and to speed up comms, we set up a special Slack workspace And we communicated through that for a a couple of months. And then when the project finished, we left it alone. But because I was the workspace owner, I kept getting the the messages and and it just grew out of control. It came it got like thousands of people on it. It was only three at, at the start. Really? And then I kept getting these, emails like you were saying every every week and you'd see there's like all two percent in public channels and like 98 <laughs> percent and I was like I've probably destroyed productivity in yeah. this organization because now there's just like eight thousand messages per day going backwards and forwards yeah and I've, I felt quite bad and then it got shut down suddenly they were like please can we have access because it's it's causing disruption <laughs> like, yeah sure
0: <laughs> so which leads me on to a question. Um, and I realise we haven't answered any of the previous ones but um, you know I'll I'll plough on regardless Um, can you form a good team remotely if you can't sit down and talk face to face with other people
1: I think it depends where they are as well different cultures because the the, the remote teams I've worked with have been in maybe India or the Ukraine and they're just completely different cultures to where Hmm. where you work where maybe in the UK it's all about the team and kind of being productive and honest and open and just getting the work finished in india we found that they were a bit too afraid to to say if there was an issue and they didn't want to disappoint people
2: yeah
1: which is fair enough but it it was just different it was just hard to work with each other i think because it was so different we weren't used to each other
2: i totally agree with that we Mm. worked with ukraine in the past and um when we started it was very much like we want you to work like us. Mm. And it was okay. But then when I first went out to meet them and started sort of talking to them informally, you know, mm. it wasn't like a review, but you start observing yeah. how they really want to act. And one of the big takeaways I took was they prefer to respond to things in text mm. because English isn't their native language. Yes, yeah. So whereas we we're always like, jump on a call, <laughs> talk about it in the corridor, or, you know, go out for dinner and sort it out, you know, <laughs> they didn't like that at all because they wanted to be able to. Um, read it and then think about it and formulate a response Yeah. so then things like slack and Skype or whatever S- Skype chat rather than Skype voice became more important mm. in making that work yeah. whereas sort of naturally you think that you know everyone should be doing video conferencing all the time that seems to be the mm. you know the default position um, but we learn actually no you're right culturally uh, and that's not hard. even necessarily a culture thing that's just because English wasn't their first language yes, so it's you had to accommodate you yeah
1: know. no one wants to be on the back foot when they're working do they they want to be yeah in control I suppose yeah
0: what do you think are the attributes of good teams that you've seen hmm Oh. <laughs> the silences. Yeah, not, not all retelling. at once now. <laughs> not all at once. So let, well, let me, I let, think they're let, friends let, yeah. a lot
1: of the time. They, they tend to be good friends. I, th- so. I think
0: I think that's true. I think um, yeah, the the people in good teams have, have got on personally. Mm. They have they've had some similarities personally. I don't know. You know, we all like to claim diversity is a, is a wonderful thing, and of course you need diversity in your organisation. But undoubtedly, mm. where people have formed good teams, it's because they've they've got some kind of um, uh, commonality that goes beyond just yeah. the work that they're doing, mm. right? And I think that helps people form a good a good relationship and a, a, an ability to you know talk openly with each other. I think that's important in a team. Mm. I think the ability yeah. to to talk openly um, and be able to tell people when they're you know not pulling their weight or mm not doing something right so just going oh, yeah, well, we'll just leave you to it you know i think you you need yeah. that in a team yeah that's not um, kind but how it, do is you
2: it? i mean I, I, that's the sort of thing that you can never disagree with you can like nobody could come back and say no i want my my team to keep everything to <laughs> themselves and all that kind of stuff but how do you actually make that happen because that's that is more about the individual isn't it about how the the individual's personality and how they um could handle those situations you know how can they like not everybody could go and tell someone, like actually, I was a bit annoyed with what you did there, or you know, or even praise. You know, not many people could go up to someone and say that was really good. I was really, you know, I don't, you know, I am not looking for anything. I just want to tell you that was great. Yeah. You know,
0: um, but don't you think? I mean, we often talk about um, safety, and there are there are people who definitely wouldn't do that in an environment where they didn't see other people doing it. But when they do see other people doing it, they feel like they can do that. As well, so I think it. I think it contributes. I think, sure, some people would just never say it.
1: It's just not their personality. Yeah, it's yeah. just not their
0: personality. But I think I think there's quite a lot of people who, who seeing other people doing it will, will follow those good, good traits as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned psychological safety. Is that what you're? Yeah. Maybe yeah, alluding exactly. to. So that's yeah. something we've been looking at recently, where where we work, and um, yeah, it's quite interesting. We we. Try and make sure we all know how each other's feeling, and it can be quite hard for some people. Some people don't want to like overshare, I think. Yeah. And some people it comes really naturally to them, so it's yeah, it's quite an interesting. I think concept. that's what
2: I mean. So how so this is good yeah. that you've been through that. So how are you overcoming that? Because it's all very well as a leadership team to say, mm. you know, well we we value this. Yes, you know You can yeah. write it down and say it's in our principles. We value yeah. openness, all that. But how do you actually get people? So Mark's already said, you know, leading by example. You know and maybe praising people who are doing it already but if you do have someone who's just naturally not into that mm, yeah you know is it actually worse to sort of try and force them into it because then you're moving them into an uncomfortable position yeah by sort of expecting them to act yeah. in ways they don't feel natural you know yeah. what i mean
1: and then you get that non-diverse team as well where everyone has to be kind of the same i suppose but yeah. we, i think we've tried to implement on certain meetings in like i think it's our start of the week one where we try and have a, a psychological safety bit almost not like a comedy bit but like where it can be quite comic where people just say look I'm, I'm feeling a bit tired this week just watch out for that don't don't piss me off basically <laughs> <laughs> don't come close or you know I'm feeling really great this week you know it's, it's awesome everything's cool um so yeah or I've got a really busy week coming up um just be mindful of that and so we, we try and do that
2: um, uh, how do you... Is that just you talk about yeah, it? Yeah, we
1: just talk about it. Because um, I saw
2: a tweet the other day where um, there was like a, a, a line left to right with a sort of yeah. unhappy face on the left and a happy face on the oh, right. Yeah, yeah, And people would put their name... Wherever they were on that scale, okay. so yeah, far yeah. right, if they well, were that's really.
1: That's what that yeah. was. Because I actually had to reply. I was like, what is this? Cause that's I was how just I really interpreted curious. it.
2: Because <laughs> I saw your reply. And, I couldn't and, work out what it was.
1: <laughs> I was like, what is it? Um, yeah. but, but, but I yeah, thought that okay. was really
2: good. I've, I, really, I think, I mean, I've never ever done that with any of my teams, but I think that's really a good thing to do. We used to do it in retros, I think. Yeah, so right. So in a retro, yeah. how, did you, you know, how did you feel about the week as a, yeah. you know, represent yourself as a smiley face? But doing it forward looking would be quite cool. To the team, so you could say like, "Oh, I'm feeling a bit, you know, worried about what's
1: coming up, maybe." Or yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: that's a good idea, actually. Do do you
0: think people buy into that, like that whole psychological safety thing? Do you see people being cynical about
1: it's? Yeah, I've
0: about that. That's been my experience. There will be some people who go, "I I kind of understand this, and I'll do it," and there'll be people like. I've no idea why we're we're bothering with this. It's definitely something that
1: comes easier to some people than others. I mean, I'd say I'm quite cynical and I can see the science behind it, but it has to be implemented correctly to get a team that all, you know, trust each other and open and, you know, don't worry about failing, you know, because I think that's the main thing it's about, isn't it? It's not being worried to fail um, and get things wrong. So, yeah.
2: I think you could argue that most of these things are like that in that there's always someone on the team yeah. who, you know, has that attitude. Like, oh, why do we need this? We're all right. But does are. it
1: weed yeah, them you know. ones out? Is this part of building a great team? Is that is that how it weeds out the people who don't well, fit? Well, I, I was going to ask the other question,
0: yeah. uh, or the opposite question, which is, do you need those kind of people to help build a great team? Yeah. To oh, diverse. the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's the, advocate. The devil yeah. can all blame. <laughs> uh,
2: well, uh, it's, it's interesting because... Um, Mark and I have been on a team where this actually happened, where we went through a, a process of building a team charter. Um, so we all got in a room and we spoke about our feelings and all of that, um, but the goal at the end was to, um, to write up some of the um, sort of rules or principles that we as a team uh, would um, adhere to. And we got all the way to the end and we had it all written on a whiteboard. And then someone in the team said, well, I mean, we've had a lovely day, but this is all a load of crap, isn't it? Yeah. You know, no, no one's going to follow this. And I mean, and there was what twenty people in the yeah, room, no, yeah. maybe not that much, but you know, you're like, what do you do now? Someone's just dismissed the entire day. Yeah,
1: gone against the charter. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Or were they just being really honest? Rule and actually... number six. I think <laughs> you'll find.
2: But it was. I remember just thinking, this is really hard Ooh, because yeah. some people on the team are going to respond to that in a sense of well if they're saying that then you know I'm gonna attach myself to that as well yeah so then I was like shit right we've got to save this I mean these are literally Mm. things I was thinking like how are we gonna pull ourselves out of that I can't actually remember what we did I think we just ended the meeting and spoke to us bundled them into a van (laughs) 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 never saw.
1: Never seen again
2: (laughs) but you know it was so it was so disheartening that you know you have that at the end I think
1: I've had that before in a previous team yeah similar sort of thing yeah
0: do you think that person could have built a good team I remember describing them as an anti-leader <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, afterwards. And th- this, is, um, this is a real concept of somebody who has all the traits of a leader. So you, you look at them and you think, right, this person is amazing. They're really going to drive us forward. But actually, they use all of that, um, those skills for bad. And they, <laughs> they drive you into places that you don't really want to go, such as like that. You know. Um, so no, I don't think, I can't remember what your question was. but I
0: th- Could they build a great team? No. And even if that team is not <laughs> shaped in our image, and what we think is a good team, could they have built a good team?
2: That would be interesting to to understand. I mean, I, I think. I mean, we'll maybe get a bit personal. I think they were just in the wrong team at that time. You know, like every team goes through some kind of journey. You know, and mm-hmm. and um, I, I guess as an individual, you have to say, well, what sort of team do I want to join? Yeah. You know, and then look for that. And I think in that situation, he just was on the wrong team you know and he was in a different part of the journey so um yeah
1: sometimes they strengthen the rest of the team though because they're quite a good reference point for what you don't want to be in a way (laughs) 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 i don't know if that makes sense but in a way you can get these teams where they all sort of drink the kool-aid and they get a little bit too cultish and it maybe they're they're like the grounding factor i don't know maybe it's too extreme with that person Mm -hmm. But it can be hard when you've got uh, this someone who's like ultra skilled, really good at the role, but they're just the personality fit is kind of wrong. I mean, that sounds
2: like that sort of scenario, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it was a long time ago, so my memory is fuzzy. You've reminded me of what they do at Nokia, though. Yeah. Um, which I heard about. I've not been part of. Which was, I I, I think in response to teams getting a bit sort of um, stuck in their ways and that kind of thing, so they would change. Um, leaders around every six Mm -hmm. months so they would you know just mix it up Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't really know the details but conceptually it was just at the end of six months you went and led another team you know and it could be something completely different in a different part of the business
1: I wonder how you bond like with the how do you yeah how do you bond with the team you're leading how does it turn out do you know
2: Uh, well Nokia aren't around anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) good point (laughs) Nobody talks about the In Nokia way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, and, and and that's, that's coming. Up, that's coming. I think to a core part of what I think makes a team, which is which is a that you've you've got a shared vision for where you're going and what you're trying to achieve. But B is uh, a shared experience. So that you know, and you you may start off with no shared experience, but but a new leader coming into a team that already has a shared experience that doesn't doesn't share that you know how easily can you become a good leader you know if if other people have these these things that have happened this knowledge that they have um about what they're doing you know and even down to the the anecdotes of you know remember that time when someone did this mm. and, and you come in and you've got no knowledge no of that no yeah. understanding mm. you know i think i think that makes it quite difficult having said that i think you know clearly people do uh become good leaders you know, all the time, you know, of teams that they haven't necessarily led from the beginning. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's. The I think being a leader
2: one one thing I think is still not really settled. But you know, being a leader is a job in itself. It you know, it, it, it's not just that you're you're the best at the th- team that you're managing. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: wider, yeah.
2: Yeah, like like I I I mean I'm hesitating because I haven't really formulated the thought properly. But I think there is a like a skill of being a good leader and that and if you're really good at that, you could go into any team, irrespective of who was on the team and what they were doing, and be good at it. Yeah. So
1: regardless of subject matter or you know, type of industry, it's just about the people I think so knowing how they work. I think so, because
2: as you sort of I don't like saying up, but that's how people recognise it. As you move up an organization And you're you are now more detached from the shop floor. That's what you're doing. Your yeah. your job is to is, is what we're talking about is to well, form it, good teams, it, you know, and it's to set
0: that vision. Yeah, for the team, right? Yeah. So if you can if you can get that shared vision into everybody in the in the team, yeah, then you're you're already halfway there as a a leader, I think. Yeah, because that's what again yeah, I said it. That's what teams need really to be able to work well together yeah, yeah. they're all going in different directions because they've all got different ideas yes well i different say different agendas. ideas as to what they should do <laughs> actually you know the general experiences teams just don't really have any idea what they're yeah. supposed to be doing <laughs> right which maybe <laughs> is the same thing but, you know but it it's surprising how often you see that yeah which is well we're all doing stuff but we don't we're not quite sure why we're doing it or where we're going to get to yes if, you yeah know, if we're just a little busy then <laughs> we're, we're <all> <laughs> we'll be okay yeah. Yeah, yeah and they
1: all have their own personal agendas their own specific likes and dislikes what they want to be working on but yeah so that can be
2: a problem too
1: i guess yeah. but you yeah, s- yeah sorry go on
2: well i was i was just thinking there what mark said about um the shared vision because when i described the team i'm on at the beginning you know it was lots of little teams mm but we all work together really well. And I was sort of thinking, well, why is that? And I think one of the things is that people want to be associated with, um, I call it a tribe, you know, and I think about football, you know, and how people get, you know, they associate with a team and mm. then it's, you know, like that's, that's part of their identity. And I think the same thing's true at work. So the concept of there's just one team, I think is hard for people. So that's why they say, right, well, I'm part of the test team or I'm part of the firmware team or whatever even when in reality that you know that doesn't really mean anything but I think that's what people people like so you can say right well this is this is your mission you know if if you're part of the test team this is what you're doing and this is where we're going and I think people want to get behind that so yeah I think it's really important Mm -hmm. um, that you set set a vision so that people can get behind it Mm. you know.
1: Have you ever had the situation where there's like rivalries between different teams like test or QA teams and dev teams? Have you ever had where?
2: Um, I think I like think it? everyone's got a rivalry between test and dev. But funny enough, um, I, I am aware of <laughs> a Not team. if you ain't got testers. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> True, yeah. Uh-huh. Tune in next week. <laughs> 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 um, but I, I am aware of um, a company that has two dev teams that appear to be quite highly competitive. And one of them I think is clearly the better team. Um and I think that's causing a bit of trouble because if you're in the wrong if you're in the, the other team, yeah, you know, you just feel jealous of the of mm. the first one. And I think, you know well maybe that's interesting to talk about. If you're in mm. a big organization mm. you know, like a JP Morgan or a Cisco or something like that, and you've got loads of separate teams yeah, and you're hard. on the one that's considered the crap one and there's another team <laughs> that's you know as 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 a department head, how do you
1: yeah, how do you resolve that? how do you
0: <laughs> yeah well and it, i suppose is is it worth your while keeping that situation or mixing it up, you know kind of regression to the mean
2: you know, one of the things we used yeah, yeah, we used yeah. to do was
0: was was move people around teams, right so we would have teams of six or seven, but every couple of months we'd take a couple from one team and put them in another team and and swap them around um and I think that was. That was a good thing to mm. do, because yeah, cause what you can't have is a team kind of festering over here, it's no and use. forever thinking, well, I, I want to be in, be in that team. You got to give you, you, you've a you got to give those people the opportunity. You know, but B, I think you're, if you just let these guys wither, you've lost half your, mm. your team just from mm. a motivational perspective. You're just not getting productivity out of them. So, it's probably worth your while to. But then on the other know, hand, if, you, if you've
2: got a really high-performing team, and and then you you know you're risking that by moving the people around. Yeah, chuck a few at, at rubbish people. It, yeah, <laughs> well they're probably not rubbish, but you know there's always that thing about changing. Yes. You know, you're going to slow down or whatever. Yeah. You know. So so because you said it yourself, is that not causing the regression to the mean? And then suddenly all the teams are averagely good instead of having a
0: well I was just thinking about that as I was as I was saying it I'm thinking I'm thinking actually is is that the case or do do just bring people up like if if you take a person out of a high performing team and put them in a lower performing team are they actually just gonna regress down to low performance or are they gonna be trying to say hey this is the way that we did things over here why don't we try that Mm. try that over here so I sort of feel like you're you're more likely to bring everyone up so you're only
1: going to regress Mm. to the mean if you muddle everyone up but you're just talking like one or two aren't you you bring one or two people up and then do a little experiment and see what happens yeah Yeah. you just
0: swap them every Monday and see if anyone notices (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: but you've also got the motivation of that individual the high performer the hypo yeah uh, (laughs) and they're suddenly now on a team that's underperforming and how are they going to feel about that Mm. if you move them around
0: don't don't you sell it as a challenge Is a development goal
2: (laughs) (laughs) or you're sacked mental mental this
0: team (laughs) true
2: yeah could frame it like that good solved
0: (laughs) all the hypos
2: have to turn into coaches (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: so I feel like this is like meandered completely way off somewhere
0: oh, so well what i wanted to get on because you, you talked about growing teams as well
1: yes yeah
0: so how do you uh how do you grow these teams you know how do, particularly thinking about how do you you know we've talked about types of people mm. and inevitably if you want to grow a team you're hiring someone you have limited sight of their skills or their temperament or mm. you know whatever that, that their attitude. Um, so you always have a risk of destabilising it. what what if you hire that person who is just gonna they were great in the interview but and she wants them in the job, they're just gonna you know, shout everything mm. down and tell you it's not worth it. Um, you know, can you grow teams can you grow teams quickly? You know, I've been in a couple of situations of we just need to grow this team as quick mm. as we can. We need another twenty people.
2: Oh, so you're specifically talking about this is—you don't mean personal growth at the moment. You mean no. The, I mean the size physical bumps on seats. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm interested
1: in that definitely to know how you did that. So where I work is fairly small um, and looking to grow. But where do you start with that? Where Where do you? Yeah. How do you choose which roles LinkedIn. to fill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How <do> you care?
2: <laughs> which, by the way. <laughs> yeah. In a previous episode, I said how they keep getting me back in the app with the notifications. So So there is a way you can stop them, and now I've got new notifications. It notified me the other day that (laughs) someone had just started a course. (laughs) Why do I care about that? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) or
1: someone's one-year work-aversary, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Say well
0: done. (laughs) And and those are inevitably someone that left the company five years ago but hasn't (laughs) updated. (laughs) Yes, that's right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, how how do you go, teams? I mean, we... um, We, in the situations I've been in, I'm I'm very cautious about hiring, and I'm very cynical about suddenly dumping people. You know the 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 sort of uh, mythical man month problem. Hmm. Um, We need to get this thing done in six months. If we just go and hire another six developers, it'll all be done. I you know I really don't think that's the case um so you know from my perspective we always grew relatively cautiously um and made sure we were hiring people who we felt were a good fit rather than just anyone we could get our Mm, our hands on.
1: just a skills match yeah yeah it's got to be culture and skills yeah
0: exactly um yeah but that said you know at some crunch times you know we got we got outsourcers you know, and we and we, we grew that way. Um, the thing with an outsourcer, of course, is they're looking; they are looking to get bums on seats. They they want to just hit their target. You've said, oh, well, "I've only need an extra twenty yeah. people." Yeah. Um, and it's have like
2: got our database of yeah signed on yeah. people. Oh,
0: this guy, <laughs> this this guy's heard of the technology you're using. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put him down. Um, you know, and and are we were we ever the worst for it i mean i'm in a similar sort of situation now as some of the stuff i'm doing where you know we're using contractors and we're getting them on board i just need someone right now to come and Mm. build this app and
1: how do you how do you at the interviewing process work out if they're a culture fit as well as just a skills fit because that's easy because you can test that you know the skills but you can see what they've done from previous work but how do you test the the personality bit and the, the softer bit
2: So we've done things like they'll come and work for us for a day. Um, Maybe not a full day, but they'll come in for a longer period of time. And then they'll sit with the team and Mm. work on a task that the team is doing. So not a contrived, Mm. you know, um, test or anything like that. It's just come in. I mean, it's a big investment from them. And, you know, we appreciate that. But um, that allows them to sort of act more naturally because after the Mm. first hour, yeah. You know, and their brain is suddenly trying to solve a real problem. So they've sort of, you know, dropped all of the airs and graces. The and the real
1: them comes out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so we, we do that. I mean, but I think more than that, I think you just know. I don't necessarily think you can test for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, it's a skill of being able to, um, a, a, like, work that out. Mm. You know, through a conversation and through observation and things like that. Yeah,
1: and probably experience, yeah. isn't it, to get that gut feel
2: yeah. yeah i mean i've had some right sheds, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but <laughs> i've also and if you listen to the end of the episodes <laughs> they'll all be named
2: but i've also had <laughs> some amazing people you know and um yeah. and so i think i don't know i think it'd be a hard pushed to find somebody who's who has got a hundred percent yeah success rate so i think I, I think unfortunately you know hr or people ops as it's now called what people ops yeah. come oh, from yeah yeah I've not heard that yeah. one I've just been waiting to get that in so, yeah <laughs> all, all surely it should be peepops peepops Peoples. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably will not like to hear it but um but I do think well, a lot of the hiring process is is um entirely uh, emotional and subjective and this is yeah. this is
0: where I struggle and I think I talked about this last episode actually about um <laughs> You know generally my hiring process is let's have a bit of a chat and i'm I'm gonna form a rough opinion of you yeah. just based on based on that um you know having said that, I've been in situations um where h r want me to ask competency questions mm. you know so let's you need to ask them questions that demonstrate a um you know an attitude to uh, or their credibility mm. or um, you know when have they gone above and beyond and if i'm honest and i'm sorry hi if you're listening <laughs> but generally i would start the interview by saying here's some questions i have to ask you so, okay right now we can <laughs> yeah. now we can carry on and do the yeah, real interview just, right yeah. Yeah, yeah. um uh, and i always felt a bit guilty about that because i was i kind of want to think well there should be a bit more of a scientific approach um so out, out of interest um uh in my current role, we're dealing with psychological assessments for jobs. That, that's what the, you know, the the company does, right? Is um, uh, assessing people, giving them assessments that demonstrate their personality against various competencies.
2: Do you work for Cambridge Analytica? <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe.
1: Is that like um, like Myers Briggs, that sort of? Because kind of, I've, I've done that before. I was at a, a really big so, organisation so, where they, yeah. they did that. And it was interesting to see who was friends and what, what ones paired up and where the real like collisions were with people who were exactly the same. Yeah. And it explained a lot of stuff. But, yeah, it's sort of disputed, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it
0: well, I mean, you know, it's, it's very... What they do is very scientific. Like, in, in, the, you know, in the sense that you know, they have a science behind it um, is it um, do people want to go through that when they're hiring mm. I, I don't know um,
2: Again, I, think, I think it's a personality thing because I had yeah. to do it recently and I loved it I, I quite yeah. like doing a personality yeah. test and I like sort of learning about myself and yeah. I mean I take it was, all it, was, with it, a little was this in the stuff. back of
0: like hello magazine <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was what which, Harry which, Potter yeah, character are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I quite like it. We've I've done one, I don't know if it's Myers-Briggs, but it's the Colours one. And you do this thing and it assigns you to all a colour. And I've done it at two companies now. Yeah. Um, and um, But what's cool about it is you get assigned this colour and a, and a sort of um, how much of the colour you are. And that's cool and everything, but actually, it tells you how to interact with other colors. Yeah. So if you're a red, then it will say, right, this is how you should interact with greens, and yellows, and blues, and this is how you know, and vice versa, that kind of thing. And And that's really,
0: really helpful. What
1: What what color were you? (laughs) I
2: was a very high red.
0: Oh. And what does that mean? I'm an intense green. Yeah.
1: I've never done this, so I don't know why
0: I'd be. I'm I'm like a you know. I just want everyone to get on. Come on, let's Whereas, I want, I, I, whereas I want everything to get done. Greg, Greg will trample over his own grandmother to deliver this project.
1: Wow.
2: Um, <laughs> but it really it. comes in. In fact, it came, it came up in my head yesterday because I was working with someone because um, I was handing over some work. And I was literally like, right, we're going to hand it over. And I, my red came out really strong, which mm. is, here's what we're going to do. We've got limited time. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And they were um, either a green or a yellow. So they were a bit more like, right, well, I want to think about it. Yeah. I need time to absorb it. Yeah. And I was getting incredibly frustrated. I was like, well, it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, I didn't, this is what's going through my head. So, <laughs> and then I, I looked, and because we were all given these Lego bricks, um, which were our colour, and then you sort of put it around. And, and I mean, it all sounds a bit wanky, but the idea was that whenever you're in a meeting, you bring this brick so people know how okay, to talk to you. Yeah. And it was only because I was at this fellow's desk that I saw that he was um, a green and a yellow and I thought right okay step back Greg you know you're you're showing your redness Um, and as soon as I did that I moved on I was like right okay I'm I'm okay with this now it's not a personal thing it's not that this guy's being you know slow or obstructive it's just this is how he Mm. processes stuff and then it made it more successful so I'm I'm pro this sort of stuff because you know it helps
1: I'm starting to think that I'm a red and so my husband might be a yellow. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. He's always saying, just just slow down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think about this. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to do this test now. I'm gonna ha- yeah. I'm, I want a brick as well. We'll have yeah, to um, put it up. We'll have to put a link up to something. Well, I
2: think what it's it? I think it's paid for. It's a it quite like a big a well technology.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, but it is interesting because one of the questions I was going to ask. Sorry, and I realise we we digressed yet again from, from <laughs> where we were. Because one of the things I was going to say, Greg, was obviously. You and I have worked very closely for, for a lot of time and could pr- probably consider ourselves a team. And and I I think people listening to this podcast may disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but I think generally as a team, we've worked well together. Yeah. And yet we are opposite ends of that spectrum. I'm yeah. very much a, a, a green. I'm a, let me think about it. Yeah. I'll mull it over. You're very much a red. Let's just do it.
2: Like,
0: attract do, though, yeah, do you, like, do, is that is that what you you need you know is that spread of i, I think that's what really, the theory yeah. says
2: you need some of everything because i think for me if it, if it was all reds a there'd be a lot of fighting because yeah. you'd just be arguing with each other all the time um and um you you might I don't, I don't know the theory but i think you don't spot things you need sort of you need yellows and, mm. and greens to sort of look at the blind spots other personality
0: assessment frameworks are available
2: (laughs) and then i think blues (laughs) are the analytical people so like one of one of the red traits and this is true of me actually is that you know um i i i I would do something and then if it was wrong i just change it you know which has a cost Mm. um whereas a blue type would um sit down and they would work out okay here is the chance of Mm, um, of this succeeding and and if you take this angle there's the chance and You know, which might be a better strategy in certain situations than just bowling in and, you know. Yeah.
0: I will tell you, personal anecdote, but I think Greg's reputation was as someone who, you know, on day one would be, this is brilliant. This is the way we're going to do it. Let's do that. And then a week later, you'd say, how's that going? you say, no, that was shit. We're not doing that anymore. And this is what we're, this is what we're doing.
1: <laughs> I can totally whereas, see that. Whereas, yeah. I would,
0: whereas I would be the kind of person that would be like, well, I'm still thinking about whether it's a good thing or not to do. And you yeah. just end up doing nothing. <laughs> because you're still trying to you're gonna, you yeah, stuck this one's in that rut. Yeah, but better. End. That one's maybe No, I <laughs> yeah. don't know what to do. And people are like, well, just do something. You're like, oh, no, I can't decide. I can't The, the, the other
2: interesting thing, it's funny you say that, because the other interesting thing about this theory is you have two personalities. So we're talking entirely here about your work personality. Mm-hmm. So at work, I'm a very strong red, and Mark's saying he's a green. It's entirely possible that when you're not at work, you have an entirely different yeah. colour. Now,
0: I happen not to. <laughs>
2: I, i'm that. red red meaning all situations i'm red yeah that was, was
0: true for me as well green uh, green i'm yeah i'm totally transparent <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I'm nothing but there can be people who are really strong at work mm. like st- st- strong they're really um high red at work but they might be blue at home quite passive at and, and one thing about that which is a worry is that that means that at, at some point, either at home or work, they're not acting naturally. Mm. They are forcing a behavior that they feel they have to portray and that can lead to high levels of stress. So mm. as a management team, if you know that, and so you do this assessment and you've got a member of staff who is acting mm. um, unnaturally at work, then you might want to look and say, right, well, this might cause you workplace stress, so we're going to move you into a different role mm. or we're going to help you out on that kind
0: of well, stuff. Well, so here's something interesting. Um, and it. It might actually tie it back to what we were talking about in the first place. <laughs> what were we talking uh, about yeah. in the first place? It doesn't really No anymore. idea. It seems like
1: three hours ago. But when
0: <laughs> uh, when when I went through that exercise, uh, the the first thing that you did, you know, they kind of explained these colours, and the first thing they did was got everybody in the room to kind of rate other people as to where they thought other people were on this scale, you know, mm. without any prior knowledge. And the people in the room were not necessarily people that had worked together. There were some that were part of my team. Yeah. Some other people that I'd never n- never met before. Um, uh, and a lot of people put me as a red. But in reality, I, I haven't really got any red mm. traits at all. Um, to try and tie that back, back into kind of, <laughs> a, you know, growing teams. So, you know, it, if I went to an interview, you know, what's the chance that someone's going to label me you know on the fly as as a red for, for whatever reason i don't really know um but actually you know i come in i join the team and they're like oh this this totally isn't the guy i thought he was mm. right you know he kind of put on this facade in the interview yeah. whether deliberately or not mm. but in reality when you put him in this in the team you know he's not really what we, what we wanted or what we needed or yes, yeah. we've already got too many people sat around worrying about whether they're doing the right <laughs> thing or not, so he's just adding to the, to the chaos it,
1: it is interesting how your perception of yourself is different to what everyone sees and, and I think I, I would go back to like hiring people who will say they're one thing, but actually when you get them in it, it is different they, you know they, they have this perception of themselves and they can talk about that, but it's only by seeing them do something and seeing them actually work, that you can see that true color, so to say.
0: I, I mean, it also changes. It it can change depending on context, and I think from personal experience, uh, I am generally very cautious, especially in when I'm in a situation where I'm unfamiliar with the subject matter. Mm. For example, right? So, so I'm like, I don't really know about this, so I'm not prepared to make any decisions. For example, Mm, some people can just come in and go, right. Greg would come in and say, take a risk. Yeah, don't know what we're doing that. Whereas I'm like, well, I'm going to find out about it. Actually, once I've got that knowledge and once I've built it up, I feel a lot more confident about more red behaviours. Other colours are available. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, yellows and blues. Um, But I feel much more confident in in kind of displaying more red traits, Mm. which is right. Now I know I'm. I can say to you, this is the way that we're going to yeah. go, and this is what we're going to do, and how we're going to achieve this goal. So I think, yeah, it, it's very simplistic, isn't it, to put people in in these. Boxes. But it's funny how it
2: yeah, how it does work because I'm just thinking, well, why don't you just hire them? Because if they don't work out, you can just unhire them politely. <laughs> <It's very laughs> you know what red. I mean? I'm just, <laughs> which is red. terrible. That's exactly what went through my head. That's a very red yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unhire.
1: I'm sorry, you're unhired.
2: Uh, <laughs> But, but to put that into a more um, constructive thought, you know, it is quite a big investment because when you move jobs and so when you're growing a team and you've brought someone in, you know, I feel like as an employer you have a responsibility, well, of course you do, to, to give them a good job. Yes. You know, because they've left a good job maybe, mm. you know, um, and so you've got a responsibility to, to yeah. give them um, that. And yet the interview process, or the, that whole selection process, is very small. Mm. You know, it's only a couple of hours, really, of yeah. contact. And I wonder if there's a, a model where you could try a company out, yes. risk-free.
1: Yeah, subscription you sort know. of. Here's, here's <laughs> 10, have a little tr- try around all of them or something. Yeah.
2: I mean, it would never work, would it, because of no. the commitments financially of your yeah. mortgage and stuff like that, and the risk mm. of it falling through. But it would be a lot easier, wouldn't it, if you just said, right, we'll just come and work for us for a month. <laughs> And then at the end of that, we'll see if it works, and you can stay, or if not, shake hands and you know. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to say earlier about the growing teams, um, we're actually in quite a difficult position because we don't have the supply, so um, we're quite constrained about the amount of people who would actually apply. So if you if you are in a period of growth and you're looking for, you know, um, a a big. Growth in a short amount of time—it's mm-hmm. actually quite difficult, just yeah. because there aren't enough people in our area. Mm-hmm. You know, to—I to get
0: emails every day about big growth in a short time. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it doesn't seem to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've lost it! I don't know what to do. With
1: this. I don't know where to you go from there.
0: But on a but on a serious, on a, on a serious note, on a serious note. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I guess there's what's the point at which you have to trade off? There's the um they, they call it like the marriage problem, don't they? Like there's you know, this the sort of mathematical problem of when are you maximising your your chances, right? So you know I'm going to marry someone. How many partners do I go through? Because potentially I could marry the first one I meet, but maybe there's someone better later. Are you sure you're not a blue? Does
1: does your wife listen to this podcast as well? Is that the selection process you you wish? wish. (laughs) She'll never know.
0: I've rolled the dice. Okay, go on then. Um, But yeah, but at some point you kind of go, well, do I take this one because it's the best I've got right now? (laughs) Stick or twist, yeah. Or do I gamble on the fact that there's someone better? Um, coming down the yeah, down yeah the quite yeah.
2: but seriously the lack of supply does make it quite difficult when you're trying mm. to grow a team and I think um, that is something to be conscious of so you, so when you can't hire people quick enough it's not always your process you know it's external yeah. factors and, mm. and stuff like that there's budgets as well we didn't really talk about that Yeah. you know what if you just can't afford the salaries mm. that are expected of the um, of the people that can do the job that kind of thing you know and mm. Um, yeah it's tough
1: and the hiring process is expensive in itself as well and and like you say in the buyer's market that sort of thing in in ux where i work it it is such a small pool of people to select from locally um that we find it particularly hard um but yeah it's it's probably the same for developers as well getting someone who's the right level and the right culture fit like we said earlier yeah there's so many factors Yeah. yeah
0: And there is, you know, there's always always a pressure on to hire. You know, if if someone set you a budget, if someone Mm. said, right, we need to spend, you know, a million dollars. Dollars? I'm sorry. Dollars? (laughs) (laughs) One million dollars. (laughs) (laughs) It shows the company I'm working for. But um, uh, yeah, if someone said, you know, we've got a budget, a million pounds, Mm. you need to spend it we're giving it to you to go and get this project done. Like, then it's like, well, do I, do I panic now mm. and just start throwing money around and just get anyone <laughs> I can just to spend the budget yeah. at the expense of maybe I'm not building a, a yes. team. I'm, all, I'm, all I'm doing is getting a pool of people yeah. who will just write some software, but I haven't actually formed a, a team.
1: Mm. It's so expensive getting the wrong team. It really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree.
1: That's all I have to add.
2: <laughs> we never we've been talking about doing an episode on firing people for a long time. Oh yeah. Maybe we should yeah. put that on the backlog <laughs> Um I'd like to thank you both for not bringing up the words squad and guild in I a nearly conversation did. about teams. I nearly did, you mentioned I tribes, you I, mentioned tribes, yeah. in a different context. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cuz I never worked anywhere where they've had that, but it sounds quite cool and quite like trendy.
2: It's definitely fashionable.
1: But is is it any different? Is it just
2: We can't leave that hanging, can we? Is it any different? I'm going to say no if you distill it down to what it's trying to achieve. Just
1: fancy words.
2: Does it get people (laughs) thinking about the right things and could it create an organisational structure that is beneficial? Probably yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure it's anything new.
0: My lips are sealed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a whole new episode. (laughs) Waiting to happen
2: drums
0: all right so it's the end of another episode we rambled on yet again (laughs) what are your takeaways from that
2: mine mine is um that it's tough there are lots of strategies you can take to build good teams and personally I think that means that some people are good at doing that and some people aren't Um, and therefore if you are a company worrying about this type of thing you need to find people who are good at building teams versus people who are good at doing Mm. PHP
1: yeah there's a difference (laughs) between like management and leadership as well isn't there it's like understanding the people that you have in your team and being able to not just see them as a resource but people that aren't acting in isolation they all interact together you know it's not just a a, a singular entity
0: because for me it's all about the vision it's all about having a shared vision and i think good leaders set the vision and a and a team that has a a solid vision Mm -hmm. will do the right thing we should acknowledge though you know we we sort of talk about this there are some people for whom that's just not really a a Concern they do just want to get stuff mm.
1: they just turn up. Done. Just, yeah, they jobs just, are they've got yeah. a project.
0: I need to get this thing done, yeah. right? I don't need everyone to come together and and you know work as a team to pull together and you know and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so by all means, feel free to ignore <laughs> everything <laughs> that we've said. No, yeah, but, but I think but, that's but what I'm saying. What a good leader a would see that, wouldn't yes, they? Yes, right. they'd say, yeah.
2: right, that person may not be you know giving it all the buzzwords, but they have a valuable place, and I know mm. that they're you know yeah
0: and i certainly think you know if, if you want any long-term strategy it has to be around building a team that has that vision and are willing to to share that those that skills and knowledge and understanding with each other rather than just you know a bunch of people that are going to sit down and write code or do what, what's the, what's the kind of word for doing you. <laughs> <laughs> research yeah, maybe doing the research yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just you know build the ux just, sure. i stick some on right i've got right. a box of ux S- sticking and um <laughs> <Gluing>. <laughs> you can plug it in sometimes yeah. as well yeah charge it up yeah
0: <laughs> all right i think we should stop there um if you do have any feedback uh for us or if you'd like to talk about uh, your experience of working on teams and what's good teams or bad teams we are on Twitter at BitPicking you were going to join in then Greg well because in the previous
2: episode we did it in unison
0: let's do it in unison ready one two three at, at BitPicking
2: bit <laughs> we said it sounded like a cult as well
0: until next time thanks Greg thanks Laura Uh, You haven't got this. (laughs) Cue the drums. (laughs) Just another list (laughs) to add to the list of factual inaccuracies. It's fine. What, personally? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the Boris Johnson of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Until next time. Thanks. Oh, God.
2: I'm a god of editing now.